Best I can tell, there are around 10,000 of you that owe my wife a thank you for the fact that I'm even here today. (laughs) It is Monday morning. It is not Sunday. We just busy, busy, busy. You have reached the Bushels and Barrels program. I'm Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me, my beautiful bride, Jessica. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Joins us as usual. How's How's everything going? Good. Good. Yep. Harvest is rolling. Yes. We guys. can't get a day off just for the fact it won't rain. <laughs> I wish it would rain. Yeah. Knocked October down. 15th got all the wheat in the ground. I'm done planting wheat now. Nice. So, yeah, it's been a been a wonderful fall. Really has. Nice. Yep. Before we go further, I have to say we have an email address, bushelsandbarrels1 at gmail.com if you want to contact us. We also have a P.O. Box. Yes. And that's P.O. Box 291, Belmont, Illinois. Yes. Okay. Yes. What else? So, and we're not looking for freebies, so please don't send them. Because yeah. I'm not going to um, get on here and say thank you for any freebies we get. Oh, okay. If somebody wants me to say thank you for something, they're going to pay me. Oh. <laughs> well, Jeff did send us some stuff in the mail. He sent us some uh, tumblers and yes. hats and, and-, and shirts. Thank you so much, Jeff. And he sent that So a Jessica will say thank yeah. you. We appreciate those. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Have we got any emails lately? <laughs> we have. Um, we've had multiple people reach out to me, and I don't think I've shared this with you, but they've asked me to pray a few times. So um, we may, after I do my shout outs, we may do do that. Just, sure. Just to, I don't know. It's just funny that they've, they're like, we love the fact that you talk about Jesus and God, and maybe you could pray for this or pray for that. And so we might, we might start that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with prayer. Yeah. Even a 30 second prayer. Nothing yes. wrong with it. Yeah. Um, I want to, Mark reached out. He said, I'm Mark from Northwestern Pennsylvania, and here is my story. I was born 42901 to a mother that didn't, wouldn't wish onto anyone. I was born with crack cocaine, heroin, and alcohol in my system, and I thank her that she put me up for adoption because I got adopted by a family where, where they love me like their own. So if she decided to abort me, I wouldn't be sending you this email. Thanks and love the podcast, Mark. We love you, Mark. Mm. I am so glad you're here. Like, mm-hmm. not only listening, just so glad you're yeah. an American. Yeah. You. And your story will impact, I mean, maybe others, but I mean, your life you're, f- forever. <laughs> ex- so, exactly. That's, that's an awesome story. That is a great story. I'm so mm. glad you reached out. You know, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. That's the thing that Democrats don't want anybody to remember. These are human beings. Mm-hmm. Mark is a human being, a vile human being. Yeah. A viable, not vile. Yeah. A viable human being. Yeah. Who yeah. ended up in the hands of parents who loved him and raised him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Mark's got kids or if he's planning on having kids or maybe not. He's going to impact somebody positively. Sure. Mm-hmm. That could have all been ended. Mm-hmm. But because his mother made the right choice and he ended up in a, in a loving family's home, look at it. Mm-hmm. And he has a story. And he has a story. Mm-hmm. Mark, thank you so much for that email. Yes, and I, thank th- you. Th- these are the stories that need to be told, in my opinion. When I it agree. comes to abortion, mm-hmm. every single one of these people, yeah, that story needs to be told. I agree. Yes. Trevor in central Indiana, he said that if you see crop dusters around, which I did, and I was really confused. I'm like, what are they spraying? He said in central Indiana, they are spreading over cover crops. I never thought about that. Yep. I have seen one do that around mm-hmm. here. It's probably been 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did see a, a, a air tractor putting on cover crops and standing corn, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yes. Um, you have somebody on Instagram impersonating you. 
<laughs> I didn't so, know this until you told. I I also yeah. do on TikTok. If you see this account called Bushels and Barrels zero eight two, report it. It's not me. And yeah, and in Instagram, they're yeah. This is, anyways. He hasn't been hacked. There's just some. <laughs> so somebody's made an Instagram page of me too. Yeah, bushels and barrel. I think without the S, and they've taken some pictures and put it on their profile. I think there's been about ten people maybe report it, but I don't know how many people have to report it before it goes down. Getting big time, so, aren't we? Andrew, thanks for sending that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the point in people, and I don't know what the point is. Yeah, you know, somebody did that to Cody Gayer as well about a year ago. Really? Oh, they started. Mm-hmm. They made up a fake account. Mm-hmm. No, I don't remember. Cody would know, and Cody listens. I don't remember if. I don't think they named it like Cody Gay or two. They they named it something just, you know, whatever, just some weird name. Did they use his profile? But picture? they used his videos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. This this person on Instagram is actually using your picture and it looks like you because there's pictures of you. But yeah. if you go to Ryan what got me and what was a telltale for me is that this person is following like 700 people and I can't imagine Ryan opening up Instagram and following all these people. But my sister actually got a message from this Instagram account and um, she's like, Hey, did Ryan just get Instagram? And I said, no, he's had an account, but I think he's had like two pictures up and that's it. And she said, well, this person messaged me and I'm like, yeah, I don't think that he has time to sit there and respond to and Instagram. I don't. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even have Instagram on my phone anymore. I right. couldn't, I couldn't open it up if I want to i don't share anything I, the last thing i shared on instagram was a year and a half ago when cohen got his pickup yeah when he was 16 yeah yeah, yeah that was i think mm-hmm. that's probably the last thing i did right i thought i was going to get into it but i just i don't know mm-hmm. you just can't do it all yeah not have a career mm-hmm. so that's true um and jacob sent in an email saying that there is uh, mask mandates in milwaukee just wanted to let us know oh boy yep they've come back <laughs> Well, you just wait. If Donut Pritzker gets reelected in Illinois, do not be surprised if mask mandates don't come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I what I keep hearing is that these gas prices are going to skyrocket after n- November, no well, matter who's in office. You know, Joe Biden went into this, the Prince of Saudi and said, hey, if you're going to do this production cut of 2 million barrels a day, at least wait until after the election. To announce it or yeah. just to do it? Oh, to announce it and gosh. do it. Yeah. What a piece of, you know what? Mm-hmm. Just. That's nutty. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. Everything's political. Everything's calculated. To hell with the American people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's basically what Biden's saying is, oh, it's fine if we make gas prices go up 50 cents, 75 cents, maybe a buck because of these Saudi cuts. Just, just, it's about me though. Mm-hmm. Wait until after the election. Mm-hmm. It's about the Democrats. Yeah. Chuck you. Oh. <laughs> I said Chuck. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I can go ahead and say a prayer real quick if you want. Go right on Is ahead. Is that okay with you? Go right on okay. ahead. Okay. Um, thank you, Jesus, for for all of our blessings. We give you all of the all of the glory, first and foremost. Thank you that we inhabit every spirit or every gift of the spirit that you have given us. And um, we pray that people see your light through us as we walk and work our week out and um, we just want to bless your name and give you give you the glory and honor in jesus name amen amen and can i add to that yes jesus we ask for safety for those that are standing on the floor of drilling rigs pulling units and sputters if they're turning to the right make sure they stay out of anything turning and we also pray for any of the farmers out here still kicking up dust getting the crop in amen amen yes now where you want to go 
that's it. You have the news. I do have the We're news. We're late. So, I mean, this is Monday morning. I'm typically doing payroll. I'm I'm doing office work. I'm getting bills in the, into the computer, looking at farm bills, saying, oh, this looks weird. I need to talk to Ryan about this through the week. So, I'm... And I apologize of, for last week. I'm oh running out of time. Okay, on our sound card. Okay, I had to. In case you guys wondered, whenever we were playing cherry pie for hairbands of harvest, <laughs> it just cut off and died. Oh, okay. I mean, like there was no fade out. No, no, it just died. Well, that was whenever the card got full. Ah. Luckily, this thing tells me, you know, hey, you are running out of room mm-hmm. fast. But now we've got plenty of room. We can I, talk. All I deleted day. everything off the card. We're ready to go, probably for another half year. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to talk all day today and? No, I got to get to work. (laughs) I've got to go to work. Okay. And the good thing is the reason, so Jessica and I are up this morning and she's like, we're doing the podcast today. I was like, man, if we do the podcast, it's going to be after you take Alden to school. It'll be 815 before you get back here. It'll be 845 before we get going. It'll be 1045 before I get out of the house. I don't know. Yeah. So this is going to be probably be a bit of an abbreviated one. Okay. But I've done my best to put together some stuff for you guys. And uh, I got some just weird stuff. Okay. <laughs> you look like you, you've kind of got a mischievous smile on your face. So. Well, I've got some sound bites of, of uh, just random stuff that I've, okay. I've, you know, I send stuff to myself on my phone. All week. Yes. All week. Yeah. And sometimes even the stuff I send this week doesn't make it until next week's show just because it doesn't feel like I could fit it in. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, this is the week I'm going to just flat ass make room because I need okay. filler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So anyway, uh, getting into some news here. Have you heard about Bank of America and J.P. Morgan Chase canceling Cat Turd and Kanye West? Uh, yeah, uh, not Cat Turd, but yes, Kanye West. So if you guys know who Cat Turd is or don't know, if you're not on Twitter, you probably don't. Every once in a while, some of his stuff ends up on Facebook because people share it and things. The memes, yeah. Yeah, Cat Turd is on Twitter. He's from somewhere in the Panama City area. Of Florida, he is just a staunch conservative. He 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 doesn't say anything stupid. He just points out common sense. Uh, he, he's just he's a good conservative dude. Mm-hmm. He's got a podcast called In the Litter Box. <laughs> okay, it's him and his his cohort Jules is her mm-hmm. name, and they do one every day. Man, wouldn't that be fun mm. to do one of those every day? Oh yeah, yeah. Don't have time. We could we could do it. I mean, we we would we be just able have to, to wake up at five thirty in yeah. the morning. Yeah, there's no way. No, <laughs> we can not going to do that. So <laughs> we'd have to research half of our day to get it done. We just don't have that kind right. of time. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, Cat Turd and Jules have a Bank of America bank account for I don't for their their podcast. Mm-hmm. I guess they're monetized. They probably got a few uh, advertisers, sponsors. And things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Bank of America just canceled them. Wow. You know, just said no. And obvious, and they they were. I guess they were pretty shitty to them when they were asked, "Why'd you cancel our bank account?" Mm-hmm. Pretty shitty. Didn't give them a reason because they can, I guess. Well, if we all know why, they're conservative. Yeah, they're not woke. They're not woke. Right. They don't speak out, or they do speak out against woke. Right. Well, then Kanye West, he has a bank account with J.P. Morgan Chase. Um. Oh, and citing my source. Meow.com. <laughs> Believe it or not. The yeah, the irony of of uh, cat turd story being yes. on meow.com. But okay. M-E-A-W-W.com. Commie POS fans outraged as Bank of America cuts ties with Cat Turd and JP Morgan Chase cancels Kanye West. Yeah. Well, what Kanye did, 
this past week. Did you ever? Did you hear of anything that he tweeted this week? No, it's really stupid. It's really stupid. Well, I mean, he's known for for sending off the wall ideas yeah. and phrases and just saying some weird things. Kanye just yeah. seems to me. I'm I'm glad he found God. Mm-hmm. If as long as he really did, and it's not just him trying to get attention. Mm. Um, Kanye and P Diddy, remember Puff Daddy? Oh yeah. Him and him and P Diddy were going back and forth, and Kanye said to P Diddy that he's controlled by Jews. That P Diddy is controlled by Jews. Oh, and he took to Twitter and posted, "quote He would go death con three on Jewish people." End quote. Hmm. I don't even know what that means, but Kanye posted that. Naturally, Twitter took it down, banned him. He put the same thing on Instagram. They took it down, banned him. <laughs> but after that, J.P. Morgan said, Chase said, see you, Kanye. Yeah. And they canceled him. Yeah. So I just want to know, do I agree anything with anybody would want to do anything bad to Jewish people? Jewish people are good people. Hell no. But since when, like in Kanye's circumstance, can't people say something stupid, ignorant, or hurtful? Yeah. Or flat-ass tell a lie in yeah. Alex Jones' case? Oh, yeah. You know, since yeah. when can't you do that? You are Your First Amendment right also gives you the right to be really dumb and say really stupid things out loud. Mm-hmm. Not threaten anybody, but just say stupid shit. Yeah. But now, Bank of America, or uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, cancels Kanye for his stupid shit. And I don't know. In my opinion, if I if I really were if I was the head duck at J.P. Morgan Chase and I really didn't like what Kanye was saying, mm-hmm. and I thought, man, this is awful and hurtful, and I'm sure everybody else thinks that, there'd be a piece of me that'd be tempted just to keep funding him. Let really, him, let him bury himself. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If that's really what you believe, if, I mean, if you think that insulting a Jew like this is that bad, let him keep doing it. He'll well, lose followers. He'll lose. He'll, sure. Everybody will stop being interested in sure. him. It'll go away by itself. What I think is this is going to turn around and hurt J.P. Morgan Chase more than anything. Well, this isn't the first time that these big banks now right. they're getting into the the cancel culture and the woke shit. But mm-hmm. you know these big banks they don't give a shit about their customers. All they want is your overdraft fees. They don't want to mm-hmm. work with you on anything. They mm-hmm. want to call loans. I, I'm telling I don't I do not have any respect whatsoever these major banks for the big banks. Yeah, I personally I'm not going to tell anybody to boycott it because that's just not what I do. Yeah, but I I 100 support small community banks. People, whenever you walk up to the teller. They recognize you and say, hello. Mm-hmm. Hi, Ryan. Mm-hmm. And that's what small community, you know, I do business with our small community bank here in town. Right. It's not a mega establishment. I think they got three or four branches. Mm-hmm. And they all know me at all the branches, you know, because I just go in there, I make my deposits, smile, say hi, mm-hmm. you know, shoot the shit about local stuff, you know, how's the football team doing or, or you know, what's going on in town. Right. And I, I you build a rapport with those people. And I think that's really important. That's something that I think a lot of people don't pay much attention to anymore mm-hmm. is the rapport that you can build with people. If you got a good rapport with somebody and you need something, yeah. chances are they're going to help you. Do you know, I really think that we're going to do away with, with a lot of the brick and mortar banks. I mean, even when I worked for, for Banterra, which they had close to 500 employees, I think that they are over that now and they have more branches now, but, um, they were talking about, you know, closing some of theirs and, and downsizing their brick and mortar, you know, because of electronic banking. And do you know that people younger in the in the younger generation don't even walk into banks? 
They don't yeah. want to. They don't right. want to talk to anybody. They don't want to walk into a bank. So I find that um, these bigger banks have more options for people. They have the security stuff that maybe the smaller banks don't all have. So they it's easier just to open up an account online through a big bank just because it's a big bank and they you can do that or whatever. And the smaller banks don't have those options. So mm. I find it interesting. To say, I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see where the banking industry goes. And there's a lot of people talking about these electronic options for people and i i don't know we'll see what happens yeah i don't know i i, I don't know either and we could we could take this and go into the digital currency thing i don't want to do that right now digital currency in my opinion is bad we always mm-hmm. we always need paper dollar bills circulating i don't want to get to a point where nobody has cash it's all credit card you know why don't you because I do, I, everything I mean, can be tracked Oh yes, everything. Yeah. And and when I say tracked, I don't mean with a uh, search warrant or a subpoena. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, they try. The government right now spies on everybody, right? So, what makes you think if we go to a hundred percent digital currency that some FBI person or IRS person sitting in their in their uh, pajamas at nine thirty at night just goes, "Hey, I wonder what Ryan Peter's been buying lately." We mm-hmm. know it's not cash because there's no such thing as cash anymore. Yeah. I just, I hate the idea. It gets rid of privacy. Sure. It does. And I I like privacy, Mm -hmm. private property, privacy for an individual, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So interesting. Okay. uh, Denzel Washington. Oh, who has, haven't heard his name in a while. Who has, in my opinion, and I'm probably haven't seen them all, but who has never made a bad movie. He's a great actor. He is. That's true. Yeah. So I found this on Twitter this past week texted it to myself so i could get it in the soundboard here he goes off on the media oh see like he joined i'm not going to say he joined forces with trump do not i I am not saying that but he starts to call out the media about fake news just a little bit here's what he says you were the subject of a fake news story oh yeah what they say i was running for president no no no, i voted no what they say i switched uh yeah 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 yeah. what do you make of all of fake news if you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Hmm. So what do you do? That's a great question. What is the long-term effect of too much information? One of the effects is the need to be first, not even to be true anymore. So what a responsibility you all have to, be, to tell the truth, not just to be first, but to tell the truth. We live in a society now where it's just first. Who cares? Get it out there. We don't care who it hurts. We don't care who we destroy. We don't care if it's true. Just say it. Sell it. Anything you practice, you'll get good at. Inclu- including BS. <laughs> How'd you like that? I like that. I thought yeah. that was a great line. Mm-hmm. Anything you practice, you'll get good at, including mm-hmm. BS. Yeah. That's where the media is at nowadays. Yeah. You know, like. Even down to our local news out of Evansville, Indiana. <laughs> I can't hardly stand to watch it anymore. It's so left-leaning, too. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and it's just like the Mockingbird media is what they call it, I think, or <laughs> Project Mockingbird or whatever. That woman is on every single, like, montage of news news oh, media Oh, the Channel outlets. 25 lady? Yes, Gretchen. she's, on, yes, she's yeah. on there. And it's all left-leaning and, like, 
you know, make sure you get vaccinated because we're in the medium zone of this blah, blah, blah. And, and in the, your latest January 6th conspiracy update. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The committee and yada, yada. It's word per word. It is the same thing that people across the country are listening to. It's it's all just kind of fake. But you know, like Paul Ryan, he's on the board of uh, Fox News, isn't he? Yeah, and I don't really care for Paul Ryan that much. Do you have, did you hear what he said? No. He said if Trump runs in 2024, this was last week, he said if Trump wins, and if if he runs, I'm sorry, in 2024, we all know he's going to lose. That's what he said last week. Really? Yeah. Well, like, Paul, okay. what are you doing now? What are, well, where are you at? Where's he? What's he smoking? And where's he? Where's he hiding at? That's a pretty bold claim. But see, that's what the whole news media wants you to exactly. believe. Exactly. Everybody's off the Trump back bandwagon. Yeah. The only people that staying on there are the the kook fringe. Uh-huh. It's not that way. No. The only reason anybody would ever believe that is because that's what the media is trying to force feed you. Exactly. There's every single rally that that man holds. He fills humongous stadiums. Every one of them. That doesn't look to me like somebody that's fallen apart. Right. He is not the Detroit Lions of politics. <laughs> I don't okay? even know who the Detroit Lions They suck are. every year at football. <laughs> and you know, what? I haven't watched hardly any NFL this year. Maybe, the, maybe Detroit's good this year. I don't know. <laughs> that's funny, but no, that's what he said. And I'm like, this guy is a board member or whatever he is at Fox News. And he has, he's so out of touch with reality. Kind of like Nancy. Well, Paul Ryan. Of, Paul Ryan was Speaker of the House whenever Trump took office. Remember? Yeah. Yes. And we had the House, we had the Senate, and we had the presidency. Yeah. We had all three chambers. Mm-hmm. We should have been able to do just about whatever we wanted to. Donald Trump wanted to. Mm-hmm. But Paul Ryan is a chicken shit P-U-S-S-Y who was really, really afraid that that Steele dossier was actually fact mm-hmm. and that it was true mm-hmm. and that Trump had colluded with Russia. Right. And he didn't want to get behind Trump because he didn't want to be behind anything associated with Russia. Now we know all that was false. I, the the all out war on Donald Trump mm-hmm. that good who I used to thought were good think were good people like the mm-hmm. CIA, the FBI, the Department of Justice, mm-hmm. the all out war these people put against him, and Donald Trump is still standing. Right? They raid his place, Mar-a-Lago. He's still standing. Yeah. You want a strong man? No, I couldn't do that. I'd be gone. You think? I damn right. You think? When your name is plastered all over the news millions of times talking about how you incited a direction, but the same news won't won't tell you, won't show you the clip of January 6th where he said, let's walk peacefully uh-huh. up to Congress. Uh-huh. You think you would hunker down and just kind of get out of the news? I have, you nev- think you would I have down? never been in a situation like that. Yeah. You know, okay, here. On a very, 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 very small scale, I kind of was. Remember, school board mm-hmm. back in January of 21, mm-hmm. whenever I went to TikTok and just told everybody to lie to the health department. Yes. I didn't exactly cower down, but the pressure was hard. It was big. Yeah. I remember looking at you and I said, you dig down in your belly and you find the courage because I know you've got it in there. <laughs> well, in the, and, and it, I said, it, you've got, this is what courage looks like is to stand up to these people and not be bullied to be back down. Right. And, and, and the dumbest thing that I think that I did, and if I could change it, I would. Yeah. And in hindsight, it's easy to say this. Yes. Because I am, I am beyond the moment now. Yeah. But, you know, I, I did the, I did the uh, TikTok with a trailer park. 
member? Yeah. And that got to circulating on social media. Yeah. Oh, here's your school board member. I did that. Yeah. It was funny as hell. You went into a, for people who didn't see the video. And you, you're not going to see it because I took it down. You went into a trailer park and. Not just any trailer park. A meth park. It's bad. And you went in there. You just did a funny voice and you made fun of, you know, you called trash trash and yeah i called a shithole a shithole i mean what I, did. And I did it in a funny way and i'm not calling people trash i'm calling there was trash everywhere yeah i mean everywhere you look that's what it is so you were just calling it what, what i just it was. made a funny ass tiktok it was about really it. really funny it distasteful well, that, distasteful in my opinion absolutely but um that's what you did yeah. right or wrong i did that so and yeah. you know i had one school board member walk up to me and say you represent those kids too and I was just trying to keep peace, which now I wished I wouldn't have. I wished I would have bit her head off and came right back at her and said, you are the one not letting these kids go to school right now. Yeah. You are the one that's not telling our school district, we need these kids back in school. This remote learning is a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me about me representing these kids. Are you think you're doing a good job right now? Mm-hmm. I'm, as far as I know, I'm the guy that was always saying this remote learning is bullshit. Mm -hmm. These masks are bullshit. I was the guy always standing up for that. Yeah. And you have the audacity to tell me that I'm not representing the kids? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, anyway, that started circulating. But before you know it, the next TikTok where I told everybody to lie to the health department because they was doing all this stupid-ass contract tracing. Right, sure. They would contact trace anybody using Facebook snapchat twitter <laughs> if they could somehow or another make an argument that student a was somehow or another within six feet of student b whether it be at their own house whether they be at some well there wasn't any school functions wherever it was they would they were trying to ruin your life yeah and that's why i said if you if you if you go to the health department for anything of course at that point they were calling you mm -hmm. you didn't have to go to the you didn't have to go to the health department and get a positive test. All they had to hear is that you were around somebody and they called you. Yeah. Yep. And all I was saying was if they call you, you just tell them you've been around the Easter bunny or Santa Claus. That's it. Mm -hmm. You lie to them. It's none of their business. And you can lie because you're not under the penalty of perjury. That is the one that made it to the news. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight now, I really, really wish at the following school board meeting, whenever hell, people were calling for me to resign, like I had really broken, they're woke people. Right. Well, you were, you were rejected by your entire board. Absolutely. There was I a was. statement put out and it says, we categorically reject this member and his thoughts and his sayings and whatever he says. Regarding COVID. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I go to the school board meeting. I wrote an apology. And... I didn't exactly apologize, but I did. And you apologized to Jesus, and then you apologized for telling kids to not tell the truth. That's what you apologize for. Yeah. <laughs> you apologize to telling kids. In hindsight, if I could do this all over again. Yeah. Go into that school board meeting. I wish I just would have walked in there and just sat down. And whenever it was my turn to speak or ask if I have anything to say. Mm -hmm. I wished I would have just sat there, looked at the crowd and just said, 
I believe every damn word I just said. Yeah. Because you guys are the ones ruining these kids' life right now. Whenever I was in high school, I didn't have to deal with this. Right. I had a normal childhood. We could give these kids a normal childhood, and you guys are the ones that's not willing to do it in the name of money. Yep. In the name of we're afraid Pritzker's going to take our money from us, which yep. he doesn't have the power to do. And I would try to tell that. Fall on deaf ears, hell, you... I would try to tell them that. Like, he yeah. doesn't have this power. Well, yeah, I think he does. No, he does not have unilateral power to decide who gets what money. Right. That's up to the state House of Representatives. It was just an empty threat. It's all it was. Yeah. And then, I'm not going to go too far into it. Yeah, we can get fired up about it, this. It pisses me off. But if I could have redone that, I should. that's what I should have done. I, should, I own everything I said. Yeah. Because, I mean, I had 80% of the community behind me. It's just none of these people knew it. Mm-hmm. And, You're I, right. and at the You're same right. time, as I have 80% of the community behind me, I'm not going to go out and just say, well, so-and-so agrees. If those people knew the direct messages, the text messages, the things I got. The phone calls. Uh, the phone calls. The people, the people that saying, stop by stay the cor- Very influential people in Mount Carmel. Yes. If stay they the would have known all the people that said stay the course, those people would have shit their pants. Yep. I but agree. I wasn't going to add them. Because some of these people, well, a lot of them are self-employed. Some of these people are elected other leaders. Mm-hmm. Some of these people are afraid to lose their job if they get on my side. Mm-hmm. So it's a tough position to be in. You know? Yeah. Where you're, you're speaking for a bunch of other people, but you can't tell anybody that you're speaking for those people because you want to protect their privacy. So it, like gives, you, it gives you courage to keep going, but at the same time, it's like, man, you still feel alone. Well, yeah, but I mean, you found out about this article and the fact that it even made the news because someone called you from the news from station. The news. Yeah. And two days prior, every single board member knew except for you. Except for me. So yeah. you found out via this reporter calling and saying, we're going to run the story. Yeah. And I'm like, what a joke. And so I prayed hard. I prayed hard. I said, if any, I, <laughs> anybody who wants to speak out against Ryan, let it be truth. And that is it. And not one person showed up on TV talking bad about you. Not, oh, there not was, one person. There was one person they interviewed whose face was blurred out because they're a wimp and a coward and don't want to put their face out there with what they think that said Ryan Peters should not be on our school board. But they didn't even identify themselves and they had their face blurred out. What a joke. Yeah, I don't think so. What a wimp. I, no, that happened. That was in the story. I watched it. Uh, well, I don't I don't recall seeing that person, but you're I mean, they didn't show their face. I know who it was, too. Oh. And they are a wimp. It's silly. They're a wimp. It's silly. Nice person, but they're a wimp. Yeah. So well, anyway. It's awful. Oh, it's just awful what this man. woke society <laughs> Let's get away from that. Okay. Change the subject real fast. <laughs> Let's go to California. Because what happens in California ends up in New York. What happens in New York ends up in Illinois. So here is what's coming in your What the Hell is Wrong with California update. Adam Bell, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. Did you not like that? What's that? I started singing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Headline, California to become first state to discontinue this common grocery store item, sfgate.com. California Govern- Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law a bill last week that would change grocery stores throughout the state in the near future. Get off your phone. Okay. 
Get off your phone. Okay. Senate bill, uh, or SB 1046, put forth by Senator Susan Talamantes Eggman, will force, listen to me, force supermarkets to phase out single-use plastic produce bags called pre-checkout bags that are often seen near fruits and vegetables. According to the San Jose Mercury News, stores will have to use recycled paper bags or compostable bags instead. So the thing, so the the bags that you grab down to put your your, your apples, your, and your crowns oranges. of broccoli in, yep. your bananas, and thi- all that stuff. How's that okay. going to work? You know, a lot of those displays have those little misters, and they yeah. keep it wet. Yeah. How would you like to put a wet thing of broccoli or a wet apple or oranges into a pl- or a paper bag? How's that going to work after you walk around with it in the <laughs> grocery store for a half hour? It's not. Exactly. It's going to be silly. like that scene on Home Alone where the bottom just falls out of the bag and your groceries go everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But- uh-huh. Six years ago, voters approved Proposition 67, which banned plastic bags from checkout lines at grocery stores. Now, plastic bags will no longer be seen at any grocery store in California by the start of 2025. Oh, my gosh. You know, how does that even work? Like, okay, what, how, no. I'm going to tell you what's coming next. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. The next thing that's coming in California. Okay, so now you can't even get the plastic bags to put your fruit in. How long until Gavin Newsom, with his unilateral power, which obviously this isn't unilateral because this is in the, uh, the House and their Senate, but how long until any grocery stores or any grocery products that come in plastic bags are banned? Like your animal crackers. Oh, that's in a plastic bag. Your frozen french fries. Exactly. Frozen vegetables. Your Cheez-Its. What are you going to put them in? Exactly. A cardboard box? <laughs> How are you going to ensure freshness? That's what I want to know. I don't know. You can't. Uh, your steaks at the steak counter, whenever you walk up there, they're wrapped in plastic, right? On a styrofoam pad, right? Yeah. I think I haven't bought steak at a grocery store in a while. Yeah, you, that's what they know come what I mean. in. Yeah. At the meat yeah. counter. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, ham, turkey, whatever. You get it shaved for your sandwiches, comes in a plastic bag. Well, like what a, are they gonna a turkey do? For, Chris, for Christmas or Thanksgiving is plastic, like, sealed. Right. <laughs> sealed. I, I, this is just, this is the first. What? So, okay. so <laughs> while most people in California are fighting and making a choice between gas and food, yeah. once again, Governor Newsom, he's, he's really tackling the important issues. In California, <laughs> plastic bags beside your apples. I have to share a meme with you. Go ahead. <laughs> I saw this picture of a kid in their Power Wheels, and, and it, above it, it says, "Parents who own any kind of Power Wheels for their children know that electronic vehicles will never work." <laughs> electric vehicles. Electronic. Electronic. Yeah. Okay. Electric chargeable. <laughs> they they run for two hours, and then you got two hours of charging, and the kids ticked off. Right. Yeah. Right. That's how it's going to work. Continuing on with your Sorry. stupid California news I from the hill dot com. It is. I thought it, it was is. so funny. Yeah, because I mean, hell, we get aggravated at how little time these power wheels actually last. Yes. Okay. But. Sorry. Go on. Continuing your California news from the hill dot com. Newsom to call special session to impose tax on oil companies' profits amid record gas prices. Once it's the same old playbook, and I didn't print out this whole story because I, I don't even need to. I can tell you what it says. Windfall profits, windfall profits, and um, windfall profits, which is not a thing. I, I contend there is no such, there's lucky, but there's no such thing as a windfall profit. Okay. And 
reading just a few pieces, and I just I, this 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 type of stuff makes me want to puke reading it. Mm. But uh, Senior Vice President of Policy, Economics, and Regulatory Affairs for the American Petroleum Institute, a trade association representing the oil and gas industry, criticized Newsom's plan in a statement, which I'm glad, and I agree. Policymakers should be focused on increasing energy supply and reducing costs for Americans, he said. Imposing new taxes on our industry will do the exact opposite and only discourage investment at a time when it's needed most. That is so true. Mm-hmm. You name me one product. I don't give a damn if it's oil, if it's corn, or if it's a toy at a grocery store or, or a checkout line, a candy bar. You name me one product where you institute a tax and it actually increases the production of said product. Never. Never. No. You start taxing shit, it slows the production of that product. Mm-hmm. If I'm because wa- less people are going to buy it because of the price. It's more expensive. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If I'm, I want a Snicker bar, I'm walking up to the checkout counter. It's sitting right there looking at me. But the state just Im- Im- uh, imposed a tax that doubled the price of that Snicker bar. I'm, I'm going to have to want it pretty bad. You're going to think about Otherwise, it before I'm you buy it. Right past mm-hmm. it. Whereas before, you probably wouldn't have thought about it. You just grabbed it and paid for it. Throw it your dollar fifty, and then exactly. you go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's going to disincentivize Snicker bar manufacturers to make more of them. Yep. Limiting supply. Yep. Mm. You know, environmental regulations is is what, um, let me read this. I'm sorry. Newsom at a press conference on Friday said California's major environmental regulations are not the cause of high gas prices. If I had a, a sound patch on here that just screamed the word bullshit, I would push it right now. Yeah. Because that is absolute environmental regulations is the only reason we're not building any new refineries. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately the problem. Look at the difference in price between gas and diesel right now. Just right here in Illinois. Isn't it's, that crazy? It's a buck 50. Higher. Higher. Diesel is a buck fifty higher than what gas is. And all that has to do with is we just don't have the capacity to refine the shit. We have a set number of refineries. There's a set number of de- and yes, you can crack gas or you can crack oil different ways to try to get a little more diesel out of it than gas. I, that's getting into some technical shit right there that I don't fully understand because I've never done it. But build more damn refineries. And then let's drill for more oil and use these refineries and actually do something to bring gas prices down. Mm -hmm. But instead, we're going to tax what limited supply we've already got. Mm. You know what Newsom blames it on in this story? Price gouging. From the the gas stations? These evil gas stations and oil companies are price gouging. It sounds like he's taking the playbook from the Obama, I mean, Biden. It's the same In the White House. (laughs) Remember a half year ago, whenever... uh, Elizabeth Warren was the ass of the week. Mm-hmm. And she said, we're going inst- to institute the windfall profits tax. Right. You know, I, yeah. I can't, I'm an oil producer. I cannot control on NYMEX how much West Texas intermediate oil is traded for. If it goes up to 200 bucks, hey, I'm just in the oil business and I benefit from it. Right. If it goes down to zero like it did during COVID, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm just, You're just in the oil I'm business. in the oil business and I'm a casualty of it. Yep. It's like any time that an oil producer can actually make money, which incentivizes people to go find more of it. Uh-huh. They want to destroy it. They want to tax it. They want to get rid of it. And it's, just, it's stupid. It, speaking of price gouging, do you believe in price gouging? 
Do I believe in price gouging? Depends. Okay. Hotels, I do believe that they price gouge. Yes. Explain. Um, so if there's a big event, they know that they can get more for the room that they're going to rent out to a person and they can charge more because they know that people are going to pay whatever. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. They just know I don't that think they that's get, price gouging. I think that they can, I can, I, well, wouldn't it be considered because you're, you're capitalism, you're going twice as high as what you typically have that room rate as. Of course. Okay. Uh, that's capitalism though. Supply and demand. Demand sure. goes up for this concert that's coming through town. Sure, sure. I see what you're saying. I yeah. only have I only have five hundred rooms in my hotel. Okay, so this is this would be my definition of price gouging. If someone were to say price gouging, you know, this hotel is price gouging for this weekend, well of course that's that's what I don't it think means it's a gouge. It's probably not. I okay. Supply and demand, just like you said. But when people say what is price gouging, you know, gas prices always go up during holidays. They always do. Wonder why? Because more people are traveling. Demand goes up. Supply and demand. Mm -hmm. And like right now, the the scenario you just gave, if, okay, so the holidays come around, more people are driving, but we didn't build an extra refinery to to facilitate, you know, extra supply for that. Yeah. You're still running on the same amount of supply, but demand goes up. Yeah, we got to, we're going to charge more. Right. It's harder to get a hold of. Right. Because I, as a gas station, let's just say in Mount Carmel, Illinois, have X amount of people that's going to come through uh-huh. and buy gas so they can get on the road and go see their family. Well, the person in Wichita, Kansas is doing the same thing. And we both got to buy from that refinery. Mm-hmm. And that refinery looks at us and says, well, we've only got one semi load of gasoline right here and we can send it to Wichita or we could send it to Mount Carmel. Who wants to pay for it? Uh-huh. So I got to say, well, you know, I'm figuring in my taxes, I'll give $4 for it. And the guy in Wichita might say, I'll give 425 for it. All right, cool. That, that semi-load's going to Wichita. The and next it, one will be up tomorrow. How much are you going to pay for it? Yeah. Yeah. That's how that works. That's not price gouging. That is just capitalism. Capitalism. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason that also works that way is because once the guy in Mount Carmel or once somebody starts seeing this and starts going, man, this shit's high. Yeah. I think I could produce that cheaper. That's whenever that person, that entrepreneur, rugged individualism, he gets after it and he tries to start producing it. Lo and behold, might succeed, might fail. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if he succeeds, that's whenever probably knew someone would want to call a windfall profit on uh, profits tax on him, probably. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I don't believe in price gouging in any situation. In any situation, I don't. you don't. Okay. I don't. Okay. I don't. All right. If you are willing to pay it, they didn't gouge you. That's true. You might have felt like you paid too much, mm-hmm. but if you are willing to pay it, if you pull out your checkbook or mm-hmm. you pull out that $100 bill and you pay for it, you agreed to it. And if you don't like it, you, I mean, you didn't have to buy it. Yeah. Whatever it is. It's true. My opinion. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, I mean, I bet you, we get some emails put, about that. When you put it to, when you put it together like that yeah that makes total sense to me but when you talk about price gouging and all you grow up and you hear people going oh my gosh gas is so high because it's the holidays i can't believe we're paying you know 250 for gas it's the holidays blah 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 i wonder what our ancestors would be saying right now they didn't go anywhere for the holidays it was horse and buggy Mm. you know well i'm saying back in i'm a little bit younger than you so that my ancestors i don't know very many of them that rode Horse and buggies. Oh, but. was that a gig? <laughs> Is that a gig on my yes. age? Thanks. Real funny. Oh, sorry. But no, that's that. I don't know. That's just what you hear as a kid. And so when I think of price gouging, I think of, 
yeah, they're just really raking, raking those prices over us because it's time to move. But are you going to pay it? Yeah, of course. So. Well, yeah, that's mm. same with the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember specifically going to Nashville on a whim, you and me and Keith and Pleasant, and we all went down to Nashville and we on, paid on a whim. On a whim. And when you say on a whim, you're talking like two hours before we decided to get in that plane and fly down there. Yeah. I got yeah. online. I booked a hotel room. I said, my golly, these prices are high. Are you sure? But they're the only two left and it's right downtown Nashville. You had the option to take it or leave it. Yeah, and Keith was like, "Yep, book it." And and then you were that was like, like five hundred bucks it. for that night." I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, I mean, that, we to we, give you an example though, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you would have that exact same room, if you would have booked that three weeks ahead of time, yeah. what would it have been? Probably two hundred, two fifty, something okay. like that, two seventy. So they added a premium premium in. Yeah, and that's the thing; they can. Yes. These people aren't stupid. These, these and hotel we owners. It. We exactly, paid it. Exactly. <laughs> you think these hotel owners don't know that? Right. Mm-hmm. These hotel owners know for a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, we're down to 10 rooms left in our hotel, but I guarantee you there's still probably going to be somebody that wants to come in town and pay it. Yeah. We're going to jack our prices up just a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. These people aren't stupid. Right. And I don't think that's a stupid idea. And you know, like when it, I've listened to Dave Ramsey off and on for years, you know, whenever they're talking about rental properties and people with like apartments, mm-hmm. you own an apartment complex that you rent out for individuals to live in. If you're a, if your apartment complex is always 100% full, you are not charging enough for rent. Ah, mm-hmm. you should never be able to fill that thing. You should always have a demographic that can't afford it. And that's how you find what your apartment's really worth mm-hmm. in, in, a, in an economy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so. that makes sense. Well, that was, I mean, that's an example that we did a few years ago that just kind of like well, and that's on what, a whim. Honestly, and that's it was e- expensive. <laughs> that's exactly what the hotel's doing, though. We had a great time. They know that if they're sitting here at capacity, they could have got more out of each and every one of those rooms. Right. Not just the last 10 they sold. Right. So no, that's true. Okay. Gotcha. Next headline from the liberal piece of shit garbage news rag, theguardian.com. If you guys ever see anything that comes off The Guardian, you can only believe maybe a quarter of what it says. But just to be fair and balanced on my program, I want to make for sure that we get liberal news rags as if uh, sfgate.com for that newsome story wasn't a liberal news rag. Yeah. Theguardian.com. The headline is for you farmers. New Zealand farmers may pay for greenhouse gas emissions under world first plans. Get ready. By 2025, farmers would pay a levy on emissions from sources such as cow burps and gases from their urine under proposals released by Jacinda Ardern. Jacinda Ardern and three of her ministers stood behind a podium of hay bales at a North Island dairy farm on Tuesday morning to unveil the government's plan for putting a price on the cost the climate cost of farming they are going to tax you for every time your cow burps the irony is she stood on a podium of hay bales basically telling a bunch of farmers yeah see i'm a farm kid here i'm on some hay bales and we're going to screw you we're going to start taxing you for how much your cows burp This is in New Zealand, not in America. But, you know, a lot of these socialist ideas, this climate change bullshit starts over in Europe and tries to make its way over here. Actually, does make make its way over here. Uh, 
Under the pr- proposed plan, by 2025, farmers who meet the threshold for herd size and fertilizer used meet the threshold. In other words, if you're a big enough farmer, if you're a small farmer, we're not going to worry about it. It's just class warfare is what it mm-hmm. is. It always is. Mm-hmm. Farmers who meet the threshold for herd size and fertilizer use will be, will be required to pay a levy the government will set every one to three years based on advice from the Climate Change Commission. So the Climate Change Commission, who I am sure are not elected, they are appointed, is going to have the power, just like the EPA, is going to have the power, the unjust power to tell you what to do. I feel sorry for these New Zealand farmers. They need to start voting different. Because the people that's, the Climate Change Commission, as I could, it doesn't take me very long at all to get on Google and find all kinds of articles about how climate change is not real. You got to search for them. You got to dig for them. They're not what comes up first. But a climate change commission is going to decide the tax rate of cow burps. You got Putin threatening to lob not nuclear missiles everywhere, and this is the shit we're worried about? Come on. <laughs> Iran is almost to get a nuke. And if you think those crazy assholes won't send one our way, you're 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 a fool. And we're talking about or these people are talking about cow burps. Yeah. Any related story from businessinsider.com. Burp catching mask for gassy cows designed to reduce <laughs> methane emissions and slow down climate change. Is this a 3M company? Wins prestigious <laughs> Prince Charles Prize. Number one, I know what I think about the queen. I sure in the hell don't care about Prince Charles. Okay. But a burp catching mask. You guys look that up and look at this mask that they've designed to put on these cows. It's. <laughs> I can't wait to see that picture. Can you imagine trying to wrestle a cow down and put a mask on? You can barely catch him to get ear tags. How in the hell has humanity survived all these years? Yeah. I mean, cows have probably been wandering the face of the earth for what? 100,000 years? 200,000 years? Probably about the same as humans. Long time. Been burping the whole damn time. Yeah. Here we are. Well, the, the reason why it's, I mean, it's heating up because of their burps, obviously. So that's great. Cow burps produce a lot of methane, which accelerates climate change. A new face mask for cattle captures the burps and converts the methane into carbon dioxide and water vapor. Now, wait. I thought carbon dioxide was an enemy, too. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Carbon sequestration? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so, all we're going to do is we're just going to trade methane for CO2? Listen, have you ever, have you ever been licked by a cow? No. That cow would have that mask off of her face, his or her face in no I don't know. time. It almost looks that like a, <laughs> the picture I saw, it almost looks like, oh, what's it, the mane that you put on a horse? Yeah. It kind of looks like that. It oh. goes over its nose. I oh. just, you want to talk this about. This is a joke. Like, okay. this is a joke. Or PETA, where are you at? Where are you at, PETA? Why can't this? They... This is not ethical. A cow's face is not meant to have a damn mask on it. That's not the way it was. That's not free. That's the, 
It's not free. They're not able to breathe free air. This exactly. is so silly. I know it. Like we need to be, we need to be doing some, um, some, some research on what company is making this mask to see what government kickback they're they're getting. Oh, for sure. Because they're getting a kickback oh, on yeah. this joke of a, a joke of a mask. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm what sure. I guarantee to you. I guarantee you, somebody's making a lot of money on this. Or we need to buy stock in that company. No, I we mean, don't. We're I'm not going to support that shit. <laughs> Going on in the story, it says cows expel significant qualities of methane and odorless greenhouse gas, which is more than 25 times as potent as carbon dioxide at trapping heat in the atmosphere. So that's why they want to turn it into CO2, according to Business Insider. Now, get this. Here is the line of the entire story. A single dairy cow can produce up to 130 gallons of methane per day. And their burps account for 95% of a cow's methane emissions. There are approximately 1 billion cattle worldwide. Okay? Okay. A single dairy cow can produce up to 100, a single one, can produce up to 130 gallons of methane per day. Hell, it sounds to me like the dairy cow is a solution to Nord Stream. Capture that shit and burn it in your house to keep you warm. <laughs> screw this, screw Russia. <laughs> screw Russia. We're just going to, we as the government are going to issue each and every person one cow. <laughs> and instead of this mass converting this stuff to CO2, we're just going to keep it as methane and you can burn it in your house and stay warm. Plus you get some milk out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then okay. going back to where we were at with that story, what, a month and a half ago that I reported off the West Coast and Puget Sound, all the natural methane that is seeping up through the ocean floor. Oh, yes. Well, I bet they better be, they better be getting a damn mask for that. Oh, my gosh. This is how stupid people are. Yeah. Just that. <laughs> I am unimpressed and almost disgusted with these people. I am, too. I mean, it's all woke stuff. That's all it is, is woke. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So um, that's going to do it for my stories today. I got just a little bit more to do here. Uh, I got two sound bites. Okay. I follow this guy on TikTok. His name is Nick Friedis. And right now he's on Nick Friedis 3.0. Oh, because he's been banned? He's been banned twice. Okay. He sits in the uh, Virginia House of, uh, House of Representatives. Okay. And he is awesome. And he makes just awesome content. Awesome conservative content. I've got two of his clips right now. I apologize for the audio of the first one. I, whenever he recorded it, he obviously had some wind in the background. So you know how wind and a microphone work. They don't work. Yeah. But anyway, he is, t he is comparing grocery stores to government education. Check this out. Here's a one-minute thought exercise on government efficiency. Let's say the government wants to help hungry people. So what do they do? Well, they might open up 10,000 government grocery stores all across the country, and then you're assigned one based off of your address, which you have to use unless you can afford an alternative. Now, you don't have any say over your groceries. No, that will be decided by a government-approved board. And if you want to make any sort of meaningful change, well, get ready for a two-, four-, to six-year battle at your local, state, and federal levels in order to try to make that happen. By the way, none of the people working at this government grocery store will be rewarded based off of their creativity, ingenuity, or work ethic. They'll only be rewarded based off of their seniority. Now, does anybody think this would be a good way to address this problem? Probably not. 
Guess what? It's exactly what we did with public education. You're assigned a government school based off of your address, which you must use by law unless you can afford an alternative. You don't have any real say over the classes or curriculum. And if you want to try to make any meaningful change, get ready for a long political battle. And none of the teachers are rewarded based off of their creativity, ingenuity, or work ethic, only their seniority. Now, if we can understand that it doesn't work in other very important fields of our life, why did politicians think it would work for education? That's a good question, isn't it? That's a really good question, and that's a great comparison. It's an easy answer. Indoctrination. Mm-hmm. It, you start, you get the kid. That's why a couple of weeks ago when you said, or whenever we had that uh, emailer who said, what three things would you change even though we know you couldn't, what yeah. would you do? That's the reason why I said take grading standards and the way we teach kids and go back to the 1920s and 30s where mm-hmm. we taught the Constitution, where prayer was allowed in school, where, mm-hmm. where two plus two always equaled four. Right. You know, yeah. where we didn't have all these immoral trans things being shoved down our throat. See what I'm saying? Absolutely. That, no. That's exactly what. So his question is, well, why would the government do that? Because they're evil. Why? And, and why aren't we questioning? Because we've been indoctrinated. For guess, so absolutely. Long. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So we've been taught not to question. That was that was one of his sound bites. OK. OK. So I thought that was brilliant. Yes. Here's one that was really funny. This went pretty viral for him. OK. For. I, I'm going to play this, and okay. I, I want to hear your reaction. And this is this is just about a family, okay. about a family deal. So here we go. Three things I learned raising daughters. First time I found out we were having a little girl, I went to two people for advice. The first person was my wife, Tina, because she's a girl. Figured she might know some things. She did. Second person was a guy I knew in the military who was... Well, putting it mildly, probably the biggest man whore I'd ever met in my life. So I went to him and said, how do I protect my daughter from someone like you? And being a good sport, he smiled and said, well, tell your daughter you love her. Because if you don't, someone who doesn't will, and she'll believe him. So armed with this wisdom, I attempted to do three things with raising my daughters. One was make sure they always knew that daddy loved them, that daddy would tell them the truth, and that no matter what, they could tell daddy the truth. I find what this helped create was young women that had a high expectation for love, respect, and honesty. And that goes a long way from preventing the wrong sort of guy from getting a foothold. Also, I taught him how to shoot, just in case. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. That is. That is. That's good. What do you think about that? I love that. Do you think a lot of times the reason, um, this could go both ways, men men and women. It seems like the magnifying glass a lot of times is on women. Mm Mm-hmm. You think a lot of times the reason that a woman ends up going down the wrong path or making a tougher life for themselves is because ultimately they didn't have a man in their life growing up that was like, hey, this is the way that it is, and I love you, and I want to make sure that you go the right direction. I don't want anybody to disrespect you, so you'll always know that I will be here to love you. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think there's been a war on the nuclear family. When I say nuclear, I mean mom, dad, and children at home um, in the same house, raising family and and having family time and church time, all that stuff. I, I honestly think that there's this war has been on at least... I don't know, two or three, two, definitely, maybe three generations of fathers not being in the home and the mothers being the ones making all of the decisions and then forcing the father out or, or, you know, that father didn't have a choice. I mean, we're in Illinois and usually the father's wrong and gets the blunt end of the deal. But right. um, I think there's been a war on 
on that on the family and that we are we are here and there's a lot of women who've never heard that from a man right whether it be an uncle and then and then if they did you only hear of well you were probably sexually abused and that's why you've got mental problems that's why you've got all these problems <laughs> so i i have um like three people in my high school class that that had eating disorders and and it all base it they all had the same story it was something that happened whenever they were a child and they were all sexually abused for real they were, or that's just what they're told? That's the, that's the story that all three of them had after they got a little bit better. But they didn't have it before that. R- they didn't have that story, I mean. Right. Nobody ever knew anything, but who wants to talk about that kind of stuff? But do, they, just, do they own it that they did? It's very odd. Nah, it's all questionable. See, I'm. it's just all questionable. But anyways, I, I think that... There are a lot of, there's so much truth to what this man is saying and that there's a lot of women out there that didn't have their father or didn't have their grandpa or somebody saying, this is how you need to be treated as a woman. You don't let any man mistreat you. And if you do, if they do or try to, you move on. You don't waste your time. You are worth so much more. You're worth more, (laughs) you know? Um, I agree totally. You're worth respect. You're worth love and compassion and you're... Intimacy, and I don't mean in a sexual way. I just mean like intimacy with with a partner. And this is, you know, the think about think about how many families are, you know, you have broken families, and you didn't have a man that stepped in. So you've got mom raising three children, and um, the dad is either absent or there's nobody to come in and take that place. And grandma, or the mom's always fighting the dad, or the mom's always fighting the dad. That's to right. To keep him away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he'll never pay or he won't pay. I mean, you only hear those types of stories. You never hear of the stories um, where the man stepped in and, and took on family, you know, children that were not his. Right. Um, so I think, I think that there's a lot of truth to that. Absolutely. And yeah. that's why, you know, some women are, are just a little bit, you know, you and I were talking about something. That, I don't remember his last podcast or two ago about everyone needs uh, this push that everyone needs. If you have a problem, and even if you don't have a problem, you need to go see a counselor, a, a psychiatrist, yeah. a shrink. Yeah. Or, I think that's a bunch of bullshit because I, what it, this is my opinion. It makes it seem like society is telling you you have to go talk to somebody who is quote unquote more educated than you more qualified to handle more qualified than who's more qualified to handle what's going on in your head than you are Mm -hmm. even if you're perfectly fine Mm -hmm. and you need their expert opinion to tell you you're okay Mm -hmm. or that you're not okay Mm -hmm. and i just i call bullshit i do too i think it's um I think that we've, I I mean, in a godless society, that's what you're doing. You're relying on other people's opinions. You're relying on other people's expertise. Whenever I have a problem, I know that we are in a spiritual battle every single day. There is good and there is evil in this world. And um, when I have an issue, I pray about it. And I have that relationship with God that I go to and I say, you know, God, give me peace over this. Show me, I know that I have the peace inside of me but I'm not feeling it right now and I need to be flooded with joy or I, you know, and I know that that's inside of me. Just help me see it. Help me get my Have mind faith. off. The, yeah. That's why I, I rely so much on my faith. And, and when you live in a godless society, there's no talk of that. <laughs> And right. so we have moved and shifted into, well, God's not in school anymore. And so I'm sending my five-year-old to a shrink. See, like that's, that, 
<laughs> well, you know, when all you need to do is spank the the kid when they're doing wrong. Spank beca- them because out they of don't love, understand. Not out of abuse, right? I, I, well, you know, this is the, the, all this counselor and this psychologist a... and, and shrink bullshit. What this gets you is this gets you somebody that goes out murders three or four people. I mean, just murders them, and then maybe not get off the hook, but get a much reduced prison sentence because some person, some wizard of smart, Mm -hmm. comes out and says, well, this guy is mentally insane. Yeah. So it's not his fault. Yeah. Don't care. There's three people dead. He murdered them. He goes to jail for the rest of his life, if not death penalty. Right. But at the same time, I mean, you've got these women that say, oh, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. The kids, the husband, the lack of husband, the lack of kids. Blah, I've got such all of this stuff going on. We'll and the doctor, said, the doctor says, well, let's get some medicine. And then you've got overcated middle-aged women. Over-medicated, uh, over-medicated yes. Over-medicated, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and then you've got people that are not even functioning on a true reality. Like, do you they, take any of those medicines? No. Like never. any of those antidepressants no, or no. anything? I take Zyrtec. There's. <laughs> so that's what's allergies. wrong with you. <laughs> allergies. But at the same time, like, I think that if I wouldn't have had all the vaccines that I had whenever I was a child, I think that I wouldn't need the Zyrtec every day. But I am, you know, that's. The, that's a whole nother That's argument. a whole nother issue. But no, I don't take any of the mind altering, like, antidepressants. Right. Never, never have. Never have needed them. It might sound like I am being so insensitive right now, but I'm not. This is just the way that I think that I believe. This is the way that I think in in daily life and the way that I believe. I can't believe as I get older, the amount of women on antidepressants. I, yeah. I just can't believe it. And anti-anxiety medicine anti-anxiety, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying if you're one of the people that's on it and, I, and you're listening to me, I'm not criticizing you at all. I just kind of wonder if some of this stuff isn't completely overprescribed. Absolutely. It is. And, yeah. and, you know, in certain cases, many people just need to deal with it. Exercise, get out in the sunshine, and uh, stop gossiping. Talk yeah. to God about it before you talk to everybody and their mom about it, and then and then move on. I mean, right. I think that faith is something that we don't rely on as a society. So here you've got five women that are all medicated on Xanax and antidepressants and all the other things, and then you've got them talking in circles about absolutely nothing that doesn't even matter. Right. So they just sit around and chirp. Right. And then they get all worked up. Yeah. Instead yeah. of saying, you know what, God... Help me in this situation right now. In my it, where meet me where I'm at, and He will. Uh, you just don't hear that. You just hear more of the gossip. Or, or God, the give give me some um, the ability to compare and contrast what I'm going through right now to mm-hmm. something else that I've already went through, or something that one of my friends went through that I would that say is worse. Mm-hmm. Well, they made it through it. Yeah, I'm gonna make it. Yes. I'm going to make it. Yes. It sucks right now, mm-hmm. but I'm going to make You know, a tiny story I got for you that just happened this past week, and it's so tiny compared to why somebody, you know, mentally might need to be medicated. But I am, every farmer can relate to this, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. I am harvesting this field right behind my house, okay? Doing the headland, going around the outside of it. I farmed this field for my whole career. And then when my dad farmed, I farmed it with him. I'm cruising around, cutting beans, going around the outside, and I mean, I hook something on my bean head that, like, you could just feel I hit something. And before you know it, I look down, my cutter bar's not running. 
I look down and I'm missing a guard in two sections and the cutter bar's bent. And I'm like, oh, shit. Right then, my first instinct, and I controlled it very fast, but my first instinct was, son of a bitch, I can't believe this just happened. It's a beautiful day. I need to keep this combine rolling. I've never hit anything in this field before. Where the hell did this even come from? And now I just found it randomly with my bean head. It's tore up. I'm going to lose a whole day and everything. No, I just lifted the head up, kind of laughed, backed up, Took her up to the shop, which since we're right here behind the house, if it had to happen, couldn't mm-hmm. happen in a better spot. See, that's finding some optimism. <laughs> <laughs> and dad and I just got to work on it. Nobody's in a bad mood. Yeah. Just got to work on it. We yeah. got her taken apart, fixed as best we could, made her run again. We're back at it. There was a time in my life whenever that would have just ruined my day. Yeah. I mean, throw my hands up, uh-huh. get pissed, impatient, ready to instantly buy a new bean head. Mm-hmm. You know, but I compared, I've been through much worse breakdowns than this before. And I made it through it. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I want to know. How does a guy farm over this for 25 years and never find it? What it was is you guys know where electric poles are and they got the guy wire, the support wire that comes off the side of them. That, that cable is connected to an anchor in the ground. I never knew there was an electric pole even close to where I found this anchor, but my bean had found it and it didn't like it. Mm. so hmm. it's just weird that thing was even there but obviously there yeah. sometime in the past there was a power pole there that's but, where it was yeah huh. whatever interesting but well i had a few conversations about social anxiety this weekend and um i showed up to an event a gathering and by myself you weren't with me because you were in the field and alden and i went to the social event i'm not from here so that took a lot of gut like i was a little bit nervous sure Sure. Yeah. Did I sit in my car and be like, oh, God, I'm, I can't go up there with all those people around? No, because here's why. <laughs> there's And there's some women that would have would have never been able to go into this party alone with their child. Mm-hmm. There were lots of them there that told me about that. I can't believe you're not you're here without Ryan. Um, so I just don't let it get to me. And we live in such a self-centered world anymore nobody's thinking about me walking up to this party alone they're thinking about themselves and what they're wearing <laughs> so right. all i have to do is say if i do have a little bit of anxiety about going in by myself without you all i have to say is these people are not looking at me they're looking at themselves <laughs> they're paying attention you, to and, their phone and themselves but and, and you don't mean it. anything bad by that no that's, no, no, that's no, no, kind no, no, of no. that's kind of the way for that's kind of your coping mechanism right yeah is, absolutely it's just they're not. They're not worried me. about me. Yeah. So I don't need to be worried about anything. Exactly. Yeah. You know how people are like, well, if you get nervous in front of a crowd, just imagine them in your underwear. Yeah. Well, in reality, everybody is paying attention to their phone and themselves. That's the world that we live in today. I mean, that, and, and that is my coping me- mechanism. How I okay. How I even think about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not worried. But I then shouldn't. they're super nice when you walk up and say hi and, and smile. And, and, well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I I had this conversation with Melissa when people ask questions. Are they really even listening? Not very often. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, mean, I do know kids, kids are getting ready to graduate and they're asking like, okay, what are you doing? And so some, some of the children are like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You know, I don't know that this, I didn't know that this was such a big deal. And she's like, you know, a lot of times when people ask questions, they're not even listening. Right. You could tell them something off the wall and they would be like, oh, that's oh, yeah. fantastic. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Because that's the With way. With the blank smile. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how it is in our society 
these days. And that's just sure. just how it is. <laughs> and I'm not talking bad about anybody. No, 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 and no. And especially about the women. If they need to be on medication or they feel like they need to be on medication, that's fine. My hope for all women is to not have to be. Yeah, to not have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me so, too. Me too. Like I said, I am not slamming anybody that might take any sort of, of anxiety medicine, depression medicine. What I'm not. Yeah. It's not where I'm going with that. Right. Because I know people that's on them too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I'm not. Yeah. And I don't think I'm weird. I don't think I'm overly. I think you may have asked me. This may have been one of your questions to me whenever we were dating. Like, are you on any medicine? Yeah. Are you on any <laughs> mind altering drugs? I'm mind altering. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm only nice between 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. <laughs> After that, I'm like a zombie. But no, that's not true. Mm-mm. Right. So anyways, that's just. I need to get to work. That's right. Yes, you do. You're you trying know? to cut me off. Uh-huh. So as, as Nick, as Nick Friedas 3.0. Go ahead. Wait just a second. Okay. There are two things that I have to mention. Go ahead. Nancy Pelosi. She said that she, I wish you would have brought, I was hoping that you were going to put that in your soundboard. She's talking about how she's going to just punch Trump in the face. I'm going to hit him right in the face. They're going to arrest me and I'm going to be happy. So um, she says that and that comes out like she on January 6th. Yeah. She has her own camera crew there. Is that not weird? I Try try that if um, you name the politi- the Republican conservative politics. Yeah. Try that if Jim Jordan would say that he wants to punch Kamala Harris in the face. Uh, yeah. How would that work? Oh, my gosh. No. Mm-mm. So they're not making a thing about Nancy and her, her comments. Of or course her, not. Or the fact that she has a camera crew there. That's right. A, anyways. And then the January 6th committee um, have subpoenaed Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yep. So, we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. I try to avoid a lot of that because I think it's all a show. And the more people want to talk about it and make a thing of it, the more of a thing it might become. That This January 6th committee, it is going to be gone. But it's a joke, right? In January. But he did get subpoenaed. I mean, so that's, I mean, it's worth noting. Well, sure, that, sure. That he got this subpoenaed. This is just more of the assault on conservatism. So when you overlook those big stories, like the mainstream is talking about, you just, you're like, well, it's out there and it's not really that big of a thing because it's all just a joke, right? Yeah. yeah. I can't believe Nancy said that, which yeah. I, I think it's hilarious, but I think it's more intriguing that she had a camera crew there. I'm just very interested in that. (laughs) It's very weird. Okay, so go on with your ending. All right, so here we are. We're we're done for the day. We'll try to get back here next Sunday, maybe Monday morning again. You never can tell, depending on the weather. Although we have a bunch of beautiful weather coming still, it is super dry around here, Mm -hmm. like super dry. You don't Mm want to burn trash or anything right now because it's dry and windy every day. Somebody told me they were watering their grass right now. I don't know why you would do that, but okay. They don't want it to burn up or burn their house down or i don't know oh are they out there okay i I have no idea (laughs) whatever (laughs) so uh hair bands of harvest okay um a a person with some tremendous political power on this program and well not on this program a person with tremendous political power has asked me to play a song for them oh okay this person is not on twitter this person is not on Facebook. He is not on TikTok, not on Snapchat. The only place you're going to catch him is at church on Sunday morning. <laughs> okay. Hairbands of Harvest. 
Guns N' Roses. Here you go, Dad. Oh, <laughs> that's Papa P. That's Papa P. He's a rocker. He's not a country guy, and he requested this here today. So here you go. Leah Thomas is still a boy. You were born an American. And don't forget to be one. Jesus Christ is still our king. Amen. And we will see you next week. Adios, my friends.